Welcome everybody to another episode of the Input Output Show. This is your boy Rexon Max. As always, joined once again by our co-host Mr. Gaming Lift and not MC Amazing. He decided that he was going, you know, go on a million dollar vacation this week, so you know we don't have him. But as always, we're thankful that our boy Terrence Flowers is here to help fill the void. So how are you gentlemen doing today? Doing good, man. Yeah, everybody can. Be Mr. Amazing, everybody. I know, you know, 500 grand they bank account just to go off to the Bahamas every every weekend. So it's just regular folks like us got to be here doing podcasts, talking about fight games. But um, you know, it's been a good week, man. You know, um, family strong is a bond. Uh, I said family strong is a bond. That's we starting off great already. Family <laughs> bonds are strong. Family is the only thing that matters. Um, you know, I've been trying to make sure that that's one of the things in my life that's, you know, really secured. So, you know, all of y'all out there, man, just work, work on your family. Keep that in your, keep that in your back pocket, man, because it makes you a stronger person. Don't you know said so. I'm just trying to get y'all the message. And um, y'all see we have our, well, I ain't going to say necessarily a special guest because he, he's, he's almost, he's pretty much a staple now. He comes in, he's like the, he's like the hit man. He's John Wick of TVFGC, so the boy, <laughs> Terrence, <laughs> So I'm heading out to you, man. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's definitely good to be back subbing for Amazing since he had to you know, go on his million-dollar vacation. Heck, if it's a million-dollar vacation, wish I could have joined. But, yeah, it's good to be here, talk about some fighting games, fighting game news, different topics. Uh, it's definitely been um, a relaxing week for me. This past week, went to go see the family out of town. And so, like, like Devin said, you know, family's important, so... Had to go check on them, make sure that everybody's good. But now it's back to business as normal and time to get crushed in these fighting games. So let's see what's happening. <laughs> and as always, I'm happy to be here. You know, I got my Coca-Cola Cherry Zero here for the for the podcast. So, you know, I'm straight on thirst. But I'm just happy to be here, you know, talk about these fighting game topics. Glad Terrence hopped in and, you know, uh, helped save the day as emails and just you know kind of chucked up the deuces to us and was like i'm out so you know but you know what you do with the when the uh spectacular amazing say he dipping out man you just you just do what you can so but uh we got some nice topics today definitely go get some nice conversation out of these so we can go ahead and hop into our first one because i know y'all didn't come here to hear me talk so our first topic is so get to get strive uh some news about it has been really popping lately as it has been discovered that on the ps5 version of the game there's actually like six frames of delay uh when you actually play the game which is kind of weird that you know playing the ps4 version of the game on ps5 actually has less delay than playing the ps5 version of the game on ps5 so the way it breaks down is uh on pc there's less than one frame of delay on ps5 ps4 there's five frames of delay the PS4 version of the game has 5.42 frames of delay on PS5, and the PS5 version has like 6.08 frames of delay. So definitely coming from PC, you know, and it seems like with tournaments, they're going to be, you know, going over to PS5. That's a big difference in how the game is going to feel, um, you know, might feel like you're trying to play underwater. So with that being said, like, how do you guys think that this will possibly affect like 
uh, tournaments. You know, there's the conversation right now that tournaments should go to PC, but there's some, you know, um, pullback on that. But, I mean, these PS5 systems, if this pattern continues, then there's, like, some severe delay with the game. So, uh, starting with you, Mr. Gaming, Lift, what do you think about this? So, we've had this conversation recently about, you know, I think one of our last topics on one of the previous, like, two or three shows, we were talking about PC being a tournament standard. And uh, this is definitely the same, the case here. And the only problem is, like we said before, it's going to be really hard to have, like, a lot of PC setups. Um, the problem with PC games, like, something could throw off the game if something is on the PC is a light or a sound audio program running in the background, the game won't start. So you have those issues. And, of course, consoles are just more readily available. Well, PS4 specifically, because, you know, can't nobody get a PS5. But I do find it weird that it's, like, on the newer console, the next-gen console, that is, you know, it has more frames of delay. And But the only thing the only thing I can say that makes sense is, like, they probably haven't um, optimized it yet for, like, fighting games and stuff, things of that nature, like competitive games. Um, but you would just expect, like, the newer system, the, the more powerful system to have less frames of delay. At least I would. Um, <clears throat> and the thing is, like, you know, that's another thing, like, I guess that's aside from the tournament, but like even with the crossplay, there's no crossplay. So it's like, you know, you probably got the PC players playing like, you know, with the way to close all day, like, oh, I'm just free. And even I noticed that like playing on PS4, like sometimes my inputs like felt weird. And I've gotten used to it now because, I, you know, the game's been out for a while. But at first I was like, I feel like some of my inputs are just like disappearing or dropping. And I'm like, is it me or is it like, but it kept happening. I'm like, if something feels a little off, but like I said, once you, once you play it for so long, you kind of get used to it. Um, like we were talking before the show started, this is kind of like getting back to the era of Street Fighter 4 Marvel. It was the whole big, do I play PS3 or do I play PS4? Same thing on Marvel. And I can agree that there was a difference. Like I played, started playing Marvel on PC and also on a monster at that time. And it felt way different than PS3. So there definitely can make a difference. And, and if it's like from that big of a gap from the PC's lag to like the PS5, it's like, man. And that's also the thing, like, why does the PS4 version run smoother on the PS5? And I, I guess because maybe the PS5 is specifically developed for that hardware. I don't know. I don't not, I don't program games. I don't do none of that stuff. But it's just weird. And I do think this might cause some issues. But I, I don't know if it's if for one game, like, if we need a bunch of PC setups for one game, I don't know if that's going to be efficient for, like, tournament organizers. I don't know. Unless they want to get like maybe one or two designated like rigs just for that game, um, so I, I don't know. I, I feel like they're probably going to have to either just go with the PS4 version because it's more readily available. I would assume, or like I said, if they want to do the PC route, they're gonna have to have like two dedicated stations. But then you got to monitor those stations. You got to make sure that you know everything is installed right. So I don't know. I, I right now I would just say probably just stick with the PS4 uh, version. But it is kind of it, it kind of raises the question like why is there so much difference in lag on these co uh, different consoles? Yeah, when I think of this topic, uh, I think of the meme from uh, San Andreas. It's like, oh man, here we go again. And like Devin <laughs> just said, we we had this problem before uh, ten years ago with with a uh, Street Fighter Four and Marvel, where it was PS3 versus 360. It's like, which one are you playing on? And if you told a 360 player, oh, I play on PS3, it's like, uh, you don't know what you're doing. And yep. so, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm not a developer, so I don't 
know why these different systems have different lag like i guess maybe it has to do with the dev kit for ps5 and ps4 and just pc all of them just being different and so the lag just kicks in depending on how the system is um runs it I, I don't know like i said i'm not a developer i don't know the technology behind the consoles or anything so i'm not sure why it's not universal i'm sure there's somebody out there when they listen to this they can explain it but i th- yeah this, man this is so crazy it just feels like in the past like uh in the 90s and the early 2000s lag just wasn't really something that we talked about i mean you could argue that back then people just didn't pay attention to it or because we were playing on CRTVs or whatever, it wasn't an issue. But it just seems like as we've gotten into newer and newer console generations, lag just continues to just be an issue, whether it's input lag or lag in the monitors, just lag everywhere. Yeah, it's just a hot button topic now. And for me, I'm no lag expert. Like obviously if I press a button and something comes out like five seconds later, then yeah, I'm definitely gonna notice the lag there. But just for me personally, I can't say that I like if it's a difference between like one millisecond of lag and like 10 milliseconds of lag, then yeah, I could probably notice that. But in the case of like three to six, that's so minimal. Just me as more of like a casual FGC player, it I don't notice it readily. Like maybe if I got more into the competitive side of things, I'd be able to tell. And I'm sure if I played more, I'd probably be able to tell as well, too. But in terms of PC making it the standard, like Devin said, there's just so many variables when it comes to PC. I know that there are some tournaments that run PC. I think Wednesday night fights before the pandemic, they were running stuff on PC. And I think it worked out fine for them. But there's just so many variables when it comes to PC play that I don't know if that can be a tournament standard. But just because we haven't done something before doesn't mean that it's not possible. You know, heck, they companies used to tell people they couldn't work from home and when the pandemic happens like guess what you're working from home so maybe now this will force us to see if pc actually is viable for tournaments now when it comes to evo which you know sony now has ownership of that we're probably gonna have to play on ps5 i mean it is what it is so you know time will tell we'll see how all this turns out when it came to the street fighter 4 marvel 3 ps3 versus 360 thing people just went to 360 so i don't know maybe people just go to pc in this case or at least play on ps4 but that's my take on it i think that time will tell if we just move to pc or not or if we just have to deal with it yeah it's an interesting topic man because you know, you, you expect, like, you know, when they gloat about how big the advancements is with, like, PS5 and stuff like that, you don't expect to get in this, like, oh, all this delay. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's something that can be fixed. Like, I mean, we're just figuring this out. And I'm hoping that it's nothing that, um, you know, we see it as a pattern. Like, every fighting game you get for the PS5, like, the lag on it is just, you know, horrible hoping that's not the case uh because it would be really interesting when it comes to like tournaments like the kind of you know feedback you would get you know when people lose and you know man i play on pc y'all doing this on ps5 it ain't gonna work i mean you know how it is with that so but i mean i really don't have too much to say on it i mean it's something that just hopefully that it'll hopefully that it'll change i kind of really don't want to dive deep into it because you know it's just like one game and you're hoping that it's just like an isolated issue and hopefully they can like you know figure it out 
But I'm kind of like what Devin said. Like, I'm pretty sure they wasn't thinking too much on, like, serious fighting game tournament play when they was making this stuff, you know. Um, they just kind of wanted to create games for you to have, like, a fun experience. So, but, I mean, like Terrence also said, with PlayStation, you know, they, they own Evo now. It's something that you're going to have to think about now, you know, if you want people to experience at the tournaments to be great. So, uh, but if anybody have anything else on this, or if not, we can go ahead and move forward. Yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> if, um, excuse me, if the tournament standard is going to be PlayStation and the biggest tournament is going to be the standard, that's probably what people's going to try to, like, practice on the most. Like, well, yeah. if, you know, I throughout the year I'm playing, like, I want to participate in EVO, then I'm going to have to play on what EVO is played on. So, I mean, that that does bring – I forgot all about it, honestly. That That's a good question unless we get some – what, some some new Sony Vios or something that are, you know, provided to play, um you know, the games on. But uh, I just thought about it. They could go the route and get those, like, gigabytes. They're, like, pretty affordable, like, smaller, like, rigs. They're not, like, a full PC. I don't know how those will work. And I guess that could be a route if they wanted to, like, you know – be cost efficient um, all around with like, you know, trying to switch to PC. But even then, I don't know if that would just be a, a foolproof plan. Um, I can even remember stuff like back in the day on 360 Madden. I used to play Madden on PS3 and on 360. And there was like a difference like night and day. Like I played it on 360. I'm like, this ain't the same game. So it's like, I don't know if they, I, I guess for Microsoft in that case, they would. I think they specifically had the Xbox design for those types of games, like shooting games, sports games. But I'm like, why is it this big of a difference? <laughs> it, it literally looked like it, I was playing a totally different game. Like I can see reflections off the helmets. I know that's kind of that's a different segue. That's like visuals and stuff. But it's in the same realm. It's like it's the same game, but it's almost like <laughs> I got like the, the watered down version. I get the complete version on PS3. You know, so. When it comes to the lag again, like I said, they probably just haven't, you know, like it's the first fighting game we've had on next gen. So hopefully, like Cheryl said, maybe the next one will, you know, they'll have those issues ironed out by then. Yeah, it's interesting that it's kind of like a monkey paw situation where on the PS5 version, you get less loading times, but then you have more input lag. So <laughs> you, you, you don't have to sit around and wait as long, but guess what? Your inputs are going to take a little longer to come out. <laughs> beautiful ray tracing man yeah I, I don't know like i said when it comes to lag i don't speak too much on it just because i don't know the science behind it and i know when it comes to the internet when you start talking about stuff like that you have the well actually you know we have those people come out it's like well you know back in the day you say that there wasn't lag but you know technically if you did it this way you had seven frames of lag and you know really we should be at like one or whatever and it's like man I, I don't know look i if it's not like a huge difference, I can't tell. So I'm not going to speak too much on it. It's not my realm of expertise. <laughs> yeah, and I think the whole thing with um, fighting game tournaments going to PC, I just don't feel like that's anything that's going to happen anytime soon. I don't think it's anything that, that should happen because uh, like TOs have been pointing out, it's, it's so much stuff that comes with it. To, to, transporting them to having them there, buying them in the first place having a yeah. team of people available just in case you know like we know pcs are like babies sometimes you know it's just like they messing up messing up messing up you you don't know what's wrong and it's just like you know shut me down cut it back on it's like nothing ever happened you know yeah because at the end of the day a console a pc you 
you can buy like a uniform PC, but it's usually not that great. You have to customize it in some way. When it comes to a console, you buy the console, you pop the game in, you're good to go. That's all that it takes. And ultimately, that's the difference between console and PC is the ease of use and ease of access. But I guess you could also argue that PS5s, because they're not readily available, maybe this will be more of an incentive to switch to PC just because you can't just get a PS5. So if you don't really have, most people don't have PS5s, so they're not playing Guilty Gear on PS5s. Yeah, it really, I mean, I'm not saying the future is impossible, but it's really going to take a lot more support from the community for to make that happen more than people you know, no, it, it ain't going to be no complaining about the fees and stuff now, what it takes to come to the tournament if, <laughs> if y'all really want that to happen because the, the money got to come from somewhere, man. Can't yeah. just pull hundreds and thousands out of out of thin air like, you know, like we missed a game and watch or something like and just put your hand up and just, you know, a money bag just pop in your hand. So, but, uh, so we can go ahead and move on to our next topic. So our next topic is, as news from last week dropped, NRS has announced that they are done with, you know, updating any DLC and stuff like that when it comes to MK11. Now, some people were basically saying that, like, hey, man, this doesn't seem fair with so many problems we had with the game and you dropped it this early, you know, with the issues and stuff that it had. You know, some people on Reddit were saying they were real disappointed. Some people even saying they probably won't support NRS again for how they felt like they were done but i mean um there was a chart and i'm i'm probably put the chart here on the screen so you guys can see it but you know from this chart it's seen that you know nrs has never been you know the type of company to like have dlc or long time support after they dropped their game when it came to mortal kombat x that game had support i mean it was released like mid 2015 and its support ended around like the beginning of 2016 you look at Injustice 2, its support goes from mid-2017 to the beginning of 2018. And MK11 was actually pretty longer than the rest, dropping in mid-2019 and getting support all the way up until, like, close to, well, end of 2020, almost the beginning of 2021. So it actually had the longest out of all the other games. And then on this list, you know, you have Street Fighter, Tekken 7, and all the other games. It shows you the length of support, but so it raises the question like how long do you feel like support for a fighting game should carry on how long should developers keep supporting it after release so people can be satisfied with you know like okay it was a nice run we enjoyed the game time for the next one so starting with you mr gaming Lee. um i want to say my answer i want to say maybe like three to five years give or take maybe hmm but this also depends on this also depends on like the factors of like how popular the game is and i'm pretty sure that the developers are probably looking at well we're gonna see like are people playing our game still is there a demand for the game still how are the sales still going so that's what i will maybe assume that they will go off of um i felt like mk11 did pretty well especially when it upon release like i think it did extremely well um and it's very it's warranted that it was like you know the longest uh supported out of those nrs games on this and then you drop down to the bottom and you look at stuff like Tekken 7 and brawlhalla and i didn't even realize brawlhalla had been out that long and they've been supporting it for so long but i, I kind of want to put brawlhalla in like a, a special spot because it's, it's, it's a free-to-play game so it's a different structure <clears throat> with those types of games like and i don't think i don't even know if they just 
thought that game was gonna be as big as it has become. Like they're doing like crossovers and stuff now. Like, so I feel like Brawlhalla is now becoming like a, a, a free to play Fortnite esque um, fighting game, and it's also like kind of rooted in Smash Brothers. So a lot of people like that type of gameplay, um, and they they putting all kind of guest characters in it now. So I feel like Brawlhalla is just in a different league because it's one of those games where, like. It's free to play, so it's easy for people to get into. Is they can literally just download it for free and play it. They really like it. They get into it now. They put money into it with skins and stuff. So people are like, "Oh well, this is more money. We got to support the game. Let's put these guest characters in." And they're like, oh, they got the Ninja Turtles. Oh, definitely got to pay play Leonardo, Leonardo and Raphael. So people gonna want to buy those skins, put more money into their pockets. So they are gonna keep supporting it. Um, I think that was the only free to play game that's on that list. I think. Um, Tekken 7 has just been going super strong. So I guess, you know, just the game is, I think, like, I don't think any Tekken recently, like, of the past few years has been doing what Tekken 7 has. It's just, like, the feel of the game, how was the presentation, everything, like, the competitive scene has been super strong. So I guess that they just say, hey, the people love the game, the community is still strong for it, Uh, the scene is really strong, people like the game, so we're just going to keep supporting it. And you do go back to NRS, and it's like, man, NRS is, like, really on the short end of the spectrum. Um, but also, you got to look at, it seems that when NRS games come out, it, it seems like people really complain a whole lot. So maybe the developers are like, look, we we break, we make these games, and then when they come out, y'all just like, this wrong, that wrong, why this, do this, do that. And they're like, all right, we're going to go on to the next thing. It's like, is it really any effort, like, point for us to put effort into supporting this long if y'all just going to be complaining? And, I mean, that's complaining in every game. But I think there, there's definitely, like, you see, like, more so with the NRS community. It's like, there's always, you know, a lot of divisiveness and, you know, polarizing thoughts about the game. So, I don't know. I think I said this in the last uh, episode of Input Output that maybe they just, like, hey, this we're just going to move on to the next thing. Um and whether that's in Justice 3 or this new Marvel game or whatever it could be, Marvel versus DC, I don't know. Um, maybe they're just like, well, we've heard, we see people not really pleased with the game no matter what we do, so we're just going to go on to the next thing. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't. I think that's probably the reason why NRS on that list is shorter than, than any other game. Um, yeah, like, you know, Capcom, they, they support stuff for forever. You know, they every Street Fighter has, like, 20 versions Super Street Fighter, Ultra Street Fighter, Omega Street Fighter, Alpha Omega Edition, Street Fighter Five Family Edition, like, so you know they gonna run the game till the wheels fall off. I'm, I'm, I'm at the point now. I'm tired of Street Fighter Five Six. Please come out. That's so that you can, so they they run their games into the ground. That's just been their legacy. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's my take on. I just feel like that part of it is just a amalgam, a, a combination of different factors as a reason why they may not support their games as long as everybody else does. Yeah, I would say my take on it is the short answer is for in terms of development is obviously as long as people want it, as long as people are supporting the game, then the companies are going to continue to support it. But the longer answer is it depends. And one thing that depends on um, that I think a lot of people aren't thinking about is the output of the developer. A developer like NRS, they're known for like this two-year cycle with their games in fact like mk11 i think is the longest that they've gone without a new game for pretty much since injustice like injustice um what they have like mk9 
then Injustice, then uh, MKX, and then, yeah, everything after that. And so they're known for having this output where they put out a game, it stays hot for two years, and it's like, okay, on to the next one. So it's not that big of a surprise that MK11, I guess, isn't getting additional support, but at the same time, it seemed like MK11 was still hot, so why not continue to add more to it? And another thing that goes along with the it depends answer is other i think we've gotten to the point now with this console generation that it's hard to come out with multiple iterations of a series in the same generation like last gen um well last gen i can't even say that anymore because that was a ps4 gen technically with the ps3 generation 360 generation you had street fighter 4 then you had street fighter cross tekken you had marvel 3 then ultimate um you had um there's other games I'm trying to think of, but I can't think of. But you get the idea. Is that back then you had, well, yeah, you had Tekken 6, then you had Tekken Tag 2. You could have multiple iterations um, in a series within the same generation. And now games just cost too much to make. It just is what it is. You can't create a game and then two, three years later just come out with just another game. NRS can do that just because that's their output. And let's be honest, they have the money to do so. Capcom and a lot of these other developers, they're not quite at that level where they're pouring that much money into their games like that. And so as a result, I think things are starting to hit that League of Legends approach where you have just this base game that stays pretty much the way that it, like League has stayed the same way since its inception, since like 2010 or whenever League came out. And they've continued to update it over time. You haven't got a new game, you just get updates to the same game. I think that's the route that fighting games are honestly going to go, is that when we do get Street Fighter VI, that's going to be the Street Fighter game for this generation. You're not going to get a Street Fighter VII in the same generation. When you get a Tekken 8 or whatever they decide the next Tekken is going to be, that's going to be the only Tekken for this generation. It's just too expensive to make more games in the same generation, so it just makes more sense to take that game and just continue to update it. I feel like Guilty Gear Strive, that's going to be the only Guilty Gear for this generation. I highly doubt that we get another Guilty Gear. They'll just continue to add content to it, uh, make balance changes, season passes, etc. So NRS, I feel like, is really the outlier in this situation. They're the only ones who have the ability to make multiple games in a generation. If they make another MK and then, if they make Injustice 3 and then make another MK this generation, it wouldn't surprise me just because they have the ability to do that and the others don't. So I do think that it just depends on how long people want to support the game because look at Marvel Infinite. That game came and went just because people weren't having it. So... Obviously, if your game doesn't do well, it's not going to get support. But if a game is successful, I think from here on out, we're just going to see them just continue to add content to a game instead of just making another one just because it's it's too much to do. But NRS is in a league of their own. Every game they put out sells like hotcakes, so they can afford to make multiple games throughout a generation. So, yeah, that's my take on it. Yeah, and speaking of sales, MK9... Uh, from what I'm researching, sold like five million, and Justice One sold like half a million. Then here it says that MKX actually sold eleven million. Then Injustice Two sold one point five million, and then MK Eleven is actually at eight million from this one I'm seeing. So yeah, they're definitely selling a lot of games to be able to constantly keep making some every two years i've always been of the mind that you know you should just make like do like smash just make make your um you know franchises game once every console you know like just 
the Street Fighter for this console, that's the one you get for PlayStation 5. The Street Fighter, I mean, the MK for this console, that's the one you get for that. And they just keep updating. The only thing I could see different from that is just if you release it and it's just bad. You know, kind of like MVCI. Like, if we just, at the root, we just, the game is just bad. It's not received well and stuff like that. Just, okay, maybe you can get a chance at a do-over and not just trying to, you know, keep putting, you know, icing on this thing that we're just telling you it sucks you know so i feel like that's the way it should be so i i mean yeah just as long as the console is still out and we like your game all you got to do is fix a couple of things like get to get strive like people are just saying this game is basically a few tweaks away from being something that could be probably one of the best games that they've ever played you know if it's something like that i could see this lasting throughout the whole life of the ps5 you know, because people are just having so much fun with it. There's no reason to, like, make another one if we already like it. You know, with something like Street Fighter Five that's, like, so controversial. Some people saying they really like it. Some pe- It's polarizing. You know, some people say they really like it. Some people say they really don't. You know, I feel like, you know, they've done well coming to the end of this cycle. It's been out for a while, but I think this is probably the update that people are, have been the most, you know, fine or most excited with Street Fighter Five. So that's an example of something like if you just keep working with it and listening to people and making some changes, some tweaks, then you can have like a better game. You know, it's not like you just released it and then it's like, get it up out of here. But, you know, then we get like to the, like once again, the MVCIs and stuff like that to where it's just like, nah, this ain't it, Chief. So... I think it should just stay like once every console, you know, and unless you get to that caliber of like, you know, MK or, you know, they just feel like that's what they want to do. We want to release two different games, you know, per console, four different games per console. I mean, if you got it like that, you know, so, <laughs> so that's my take on it. So, uh, anybody else have anything to add? Uh, just to piggyback, um, off you were saying, yeah, I agree that um I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Never like mind. Sometime. I, I totally lost my train of thought on that one. Well I can give you a chance to think. I gotta rush and use the I'm gonna use the restroom right quick. <laughs> you got any thoughts, Devin? Now I was uh thinking about what he said. That's actually a good um a good way to look at it. One each console. Because I mean if you look back in the day, I guess I'm trying to think about like uh the alpha games and honestly i think some of those kind of crossover from platforms like i think there was street fighter alpha 3 on the playstation 1 and i think i want to say street fighter alpha 2 might have been on playstation 1 you even have you know back then you had <laughs> you had tekken 1 2 and 3 on um playstation 1 and nowadays like is there do they do games like that? Like, I guess you could say maybe different editions, but those were like totally different numbered games. Like, it wasn't like updates. Those were totally different games, and they had yeah. three of them on one console. Yeah, um, I, I count those as separate games. Yeah, and in, in, in Tekken uh, PS2, you had Tekken Tag Tournament, uh, Tekken Four, and Tekken Five. Mm-hmm. So another another console with three different Tekkens on one system. So yeah, it's definitely we've definitely gotten away from that. I, that's a good point. With like how expensive stuff is to make. I'm sure stuff costs a lot then, but, you know, at the caliber and the, and the way the visuals and stuff, the presentation is, is made and stuff now, it's probably not possible to have, like, three different iterations of a game on one 
console generation anymore. Yeah, because so. games nowadays they have movie size budgets. Like games yeah. cost like hundreds of millions of dollars to make. So it's yeah. not it's not even remotely the same as what it was when we were growing up with like the alpha games and even like PS2 stuff. It's like that wasn't at the level that it's at now. Looking at Mortal Kombat, it's like they gave us a whole nother story mode, you know, DLC and and a, and a pretty good amount of DLC characters. So to them, they might just be like, well, you know. I think we put what we wanted to put into the game. Now it's time to move on to the next. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, maybe people thought there was going to be a, another part of the story, but I mean, I, and you know, you know, I guess they do it up big for that game. So when they add something to it, it's going to be like epic. You know, it's like, even though I think Aftermath cost was like 40, which I, I thought was a little much, but I mean, they still give you kind of a bang for your butt. They give you characters and a whole nother fleshed out story mode. So, yeah. you know, they don't just give you like, oh, we're going to give you a few colors and sprinkle some little seasoning on top with some, you know, some mint leaves. They actually give you like some meat and potatoes if they give you something extra. So, yeah, but yeah I, I just I don't think there's we going to get back to that. Like, I just thought about that. I was like, we had three Tekkens on PS1, three different Tekkens and then three different Tekkens on PS2. And on PS3, well, we had two, I guess, Tekken 6 and Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Yeah. Which which if you. Kind of, kind of, I guess Tekken Tag 2 was basically Tekken 6, but just with like different, like maybe an added mechanic or two and just tag team because they it wasn't like they were so different, you know. Yeah, and I'll say uh, one, one, what I did remember, um, is the point about Street Fighter 5 is that you know, had they had Capcom like list, like and they, they could have left Street Fighter 5 alone, honestly. Like, Street Fighter 5, uh, when it first came out, yeah, it was definitely not the game that we all wanted it to be. But looking at where it is now in comparison to where it was back then, it's grown a lot. And it took multiple seasons for it to get to that point. So I will say that even though um, some games can come in like MVCI and fail and just get left alone immediately, I think that it is important that developers not immediately give up if they have the resources to do so. Because look at like this. Well, this past this past console generation has all been about has been all about um, redemption stories in a sense. Like look at uh, No Man's Sky, how that game came out and the controversy around it, and look at where it is now. Like it's a night and day difference. And I tell you, a game that's probably the best example is Final Fantasy XIV. If you look at when that game came out, people were kind of like mad about it, but now ever since they did like that. Um, the the big expansion that overhauled the game that's like one of the biggest uh mmos out right now so i, I think that a game can start out kind of iffy not saying i'm not defending games that come out iffy they should come out good like we should get a finished and develop well-developed product at launch but if a game does come out kind of meh they shouldn't just leave it alone if they have the resources to take care of it and mold it slowly into the game that people want it to be it's going to take some time and you're going to have to listen to a lot of criticism when the game comes out um, from the people and implement what people actually want in the game. But if you put out a product and you actually put the work and time into it, it can eventually become something that people do want to play. So I, I, I do think that developers should put more, like they should put the time and effort that's required to make these games good at launch. But uh, when they do come out, I think that they should try and stick with it and just continue to add to it as if people want that, you know. Although I do think in the case of MVCI, there wasn't going to be any hope for that. People were clowning that game so hard, and then Fighters was out at the same time. So I, I think that game was just meant to be left in the dust. It is what it is. 
maybe we can maybe in the year like 2030 we can have marvel 4 <laughs> see i would rather this timeline we have now basically a marvel drought than rather just kept mvci going yeah. i'll let you get at that first Devin. that's an interesting question oh yeah so you mean uh nbc like not nbc3 you talking about nbc i still going right yeah yeah like have they continued to support it I actually, I, I would be down for that because honestly, like I said, watching the game, playing it like the, this is the biggest problem with MVCI. It was just as a full product, it wasn't there. The gameplay, uh, the competitive, you know, scene for watching it play was actually really enjoyable. Um, I mean, it was Marvel, cheap stuff, cheap stuff kept getting discovered. I mean, the game now is like cheap, cheap, cheap. Um, so I actually would have enjoyed to see what it would have like continued out to be. Um, but within that growth, I would have hoped that it maybe they would have been like, okay, let's let's do some tweaks here, let's overhaul some stuff, because uh, that game definitely wasn't worth sixty dollars. That's like that was the biggest issue. Like the story mode was just not there. The you know the visuals, you know people kept making jokes that this a mobile game, and I can't lie, like it it just wasn't there. It's like it was missing at least one to two layers of like you know fine detail. Um, but yeah, I, I you know I. I would still like to see people play the game, you know, see how the meta evolved, you know, different characters people play. Um, Cause you know, without no Marvel, man, it's just like having no family, bro. It's just, you know, <laughs> know, man. <laughs> you know I uh, had MVCI kept going. I think it could have been like Power Rangers. I think, in fact, I think it needed to do what Power Rangers did. Like Power Rangers just continued to add stuff that people wanted, including crossplay. Like had MVCI added crossplay, had they continued to add the characters that people were looking for, I think it could have worked. But it probably wasn't going to happen just because timing. Like MVCI is unfortunately a game of just really bad timing. Not only because of Dragon Ball Fighters and the clash with it, but also because right at that moment, that's when uh Mar when Disney, not Marvel, when Disney bought Fox, and so they wouldn't have been in a position to put out the characters that people wanted because people were asking for the x-men you know bring like back like the classic characters but at that point i don't think things are ready for them to bring them in so had mvci continued to get support it would have been great to see more of the characters that we wanted but i don't think we would have gotten them it is what it is and that and also just the stuff that we've been told that marvel was pretty controlling over the project i don't know that's that's that kind of stuff that we have no confirmation of, but you know, you hear enough rumors and there's probably some layer of truth to it, but I, I, I would have played MVCI if it kept getting support. I definitely would have liked them to do some kind of graphical upgrade to it, but. That boy, Frank, that boy Spencer was looking, he was scribbling. Oh Lord, man, man. I just the other day I was looking at, um, the difference between, uh, I was just randomly looking at, um, they were comparing zero from MVC three to zero from Marvel Infinite, and man, the graphical difference is night and day. Night it's a completely two separate console generations, like one old and one uh, newer, and like the old one looks so much better <laughs> than the new one. It's so, oh man, I, I don't know. Age <laughs> tremendously well. Marvel three still looked like it could yeah. almost be a, a of this generation game. Like if they did a, a slight update or tweak to it like it's still just it holds up so well yeah i agree yeah that really you know with mvci it really made me think of like how like 
you know, people might mess with you because you have a strong name. Like, you know, it's, it's Marvel versus Capcom and stuff like that. You know, it's one of the GOATs. But then that came out and it just kind of like utterly like destroyed people's, you know, feeling for it. And it kind of really made me start looking at Street Fighter different. It's like, man, if y'all keep messing up, you know, Street Fighter does have like that, that super, super strong nostalgia hold on people to where like, you know, people tell you all the time like man i hate street fighter 5 but it's street fighter you know <laughs> so, like, so. And yeah that's why they had to revamp their fighting game division because they kept messing up you know you had street fighter 4 was a success street fighter tekken cross tekken was a failure and you had mvci and there's probably some other games that i'm forgetting but it just had too many bombs they couldn't something had to change and so i think i i, I like the direction capcom is going in they're being more open with their communication when they do the um little um when they do like the reveals and whatnot they give even more details behind the characters and behind the scenes so i think they're heading in the right direction i think street fighter 6 probably will be in a good it's not, i don't think street fighter 6 is going to be like street fighter 5. i don't think we have to worry about that but at the same time we do need to keep an eye on them to make sure that it's like hey don't you don't you screw this one up yeah that's i mean it's a good sign that you know basically they tested it everybody was saying like you know from the rumors of course we don't know if all this is true but yeah. you know like hey it sucked all right rip everything out of here because it's just been too many years of just you know so much to the point to where they actually like you know move people around to us like we so serious about this like we just we got to do this right so you know that that was a pretty good sign if you know allegedly so you know we can go ahead and move on to the next topic so Someone put out a tweet giving their grievances about how they felt about Geese and Akuma coming into Tekken 7 and, you know, how the destruction and, you know, how it was unfair, you know, well, other people in the thread saying how it was unfair that, you know, people get to, 2D characters get to come into a 3D world, but you'll still yet play a 2D game and stuff like that. And they really don't know if they want to see any more 2D character incorporations into a 3D world. Because it just didn't seem like it was fair that, you know, you dropped them off in the game and Akuma and Geese just seemed to be like overlords in the game. So how do you guys feel about 2D characters coming into future uh, iterations of 3D games? Uh, starting with you, Mr. Gaming Lil. I'm all for it. Because <laughs> I still, you know, <laughs> I'm all for it, man. I'm, I'm still trying to see Tekken Cross Street Fighter, man. Um, you know, we, we just recently had the Oh, it's canceled. He was like, no, there was a misinterpretation. It's like, you know, I, I still want to see that. I think it's cool. Just putting guest characters in this game was has made, I think, probably increased some of the popularity of this game. Let's be honest. I guarantee there was a lot of Street Fighter players that probably went over to Tekken when they saw Akuma in there. And weirdly, oddly enough, I just thought about this one day when I was driving. I, I thought about the mechanics in, um, you know, these games. And I was like, wait a minute, Akuma? They could do jump-ins in, in a 3D game. Because, you know, normally in 3D games, if you did a jump attack, it would, like, pop them up or something or, like, knock them down. But you couldn't, like, you know, jump heavy punch and then, like, continue the combo. But Akuma can literally, he can jump, attack you, land, and then continue the combo. I'm pretty sure Geese could do the same thing. Um, I know what it was I was watching. Somebody did a mod for Goku as uh, the Akuma. Uh, a world, the Akuma, but it was a Goku skin, and he did a jump in. I was like, oh, I forgot he could do jump ins to like landing uh, attacks. I'm like, oh, that's actually really strong in Tekken because you only got like two characters that can do that in the whole game. It's like, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of broken. 
in a, in a sense because you know every like I said most jumping attacks and you know jump punch and jump kick you don't you can't combo once you hit the ground you have to do like you know a pop up attack or something um, but yeah Akuma's like look I have had many years of 2D experience and I will bring that here and I will destroy your whole cast you can nerf me it won't work um, try try again as time has shown I unnerfable. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, Geese came in and was like, "Hey, brother, I feel you on that. Let me, let me show you what I can do." So, um, I don't, I don't think it's to the point where I don't want to see two D characters in a three D fighting game anymore. Like, I want to see guest characters. Like, I, I'm all for like the cool, zany, like off the wall stuff that can happen with fighting games. Like I said, I want to see Killer Instinct versus Mortal Kombat. I want to see Scorpion fight Ken. I'm, I'm trying to see all any crazy things we can see. So you can put Soul from Guilty Gear and Tekken. I want to see it, you know. I mean, if he's if he's doing what he's doing in Strive, is he doing in Tekken? I mean, people probably gonna definitely complain about that. But I don't. To me, I, I guess because I don't play the game competitively, so maybe it's a whole nother, you know, thought process when looking at like the competitive scene of like, man, this character come in and do all this stuff, man. I gotta sit over here. I can't do a jump in attack. I gotta, you know. So I guess I can see it from that point, but. I just want to see some cool stuff happen in some fighting games. And we get, you know, 2D characters in it. You know, Shin Akuma, you bring, um, what's the character I was thinking about? Um, man, bring Hagar in, in, in Tekken, man. Let, you know, let him fight against King, man. Bring the pipe out. Let's see let's see how the pipe fares in, in Tekken. So this guy, he seemed like he was just like, look, I don't, don't do it. Don't do this ever again. I don't want to see no 2D characters in, in 3D fighting games. But it ain't, it ain't that serious to me, man. I want to see it all. Bro, I promise with Akuma, it seemed like no matter how much you nerf him in the game, he just rearranged the code after you do your update himself and just still come back high tier, like somehow. <laughs> kind of like Cammy, you can't really be bad in any game that he's in. <laughs> yeah, but so here's my thing is that I definitely want to see 2D characters in 3D games because, I mean, it's crossovers. Like everybody loves crossovers. It's it, crossovers are, are amazing. But the thing is about 2D characters in 3D games is that 2D characters are using moves or using 2D moves that were never intended to be like used in a 3D space. And like uh, Devin was just saying, you have um, like Akuma jumping around and doing kicks and then being able to combo like OTGs and everything. And it's like, you don't really do that in Tekken. I mean, you have OTGs in Tekken, but you don't really jump like in tech and you have like hop kicks and everything, but you're not like jumping up, like dive kicking and then continuing the pressure and stuff like that. You don't do that in Tekken. So I can understand the grievances of like Tekken veterans when they see characters like Akuma and Geese just suddenly come in and they're just wrecking shop just because that kind of stuff you don't normally do in Tekken. Although I will say that I feel like uh, Bandai Namco, they were trying to lay the groundwork for eventually incorporating 2D characters into their game when they introduced Eliza in um, was it Tekken 6 she was playing or was it Tekken Dark Resurrection? Oh, well, Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection. I think it was Tekken 6 where she was introduced. You talking about the, the vampire chick? Yeah. yeah, the vampire girl, yeah. She Actually, was in, um, Revolution. That's what it was. Revolution, yeah. yeah man, Revolution. Oh, man. That, I tried to, random, I tried to hop on that game um, back when they were talking about closing the ps3 store i tried to hop on that game they were like nah this game is closed homie <laughs> which would be fair but anyway uh yeah she was in tekken revolution and i don't think she's ever been considered like good good per se i mean everybody in tekken for the most part can be used but i don't think she was ever considered like a, a high tier character 
but she uses 2D moves for the most part. She has like a fireball. I Yeah, she does have like a dive kick kind of move. So you could tell that Namco was trying to get used to putting a 3D character in, would put a 2D character into their game with those kind of mechanics. But with Akuma and Geese, they're just so much more that they have that it was just a when they just gave them everything. Because the thing is, when you want to when you incorporate a character into a game, you want to give them all their tools to be as faithful to the source material. And in this case, they gave them everything. And when they gave them everything, yeah, that everything was used. So <laughs> it's a uh, it, it's unfortunate. I want to see it, but at the same time, I can understand why people are angry about it. Although I will say, while Tekken veterans don't want to see two, uh, 2d characters return i wonder how dead or alive people feel because people forget that uh kula and mai from kof they were put in dead or alive 6 and i don't know if they did anything to the meta or not I, when i look i'm not a dead or alive player like that but whenever i looked at like tournament results i never really saw like kula or mai like the in top eights or anything so i don't know if 2d characters in dead or alive had the same kind of impact that 2d characters had in tekken but yeah, like Devin, I like to see 2D characters in 3D games, but they probably do need to be tweaked a little bit more to make sure that they're more in line with the rest of the cast as opposed to having stronger tools that none of the cast have. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see... You know, just because they incorporated in the game like this doesn't mean they won't be able to switch it up like in the future and stuff like that and take the grievances that people have and make it more, you know, suitable for them. You know, uh, they don't have to come in and, you know, like Devin said, give Akuma the, you know, uh, jump in attacks that he can continue. You know, they can kind of find ways to incorporate it to more where it's more fair and stuff like that. You know, it kind of reminds me of like Smash, like people who are just like typically Smash players when they had people like Terry and uh, Kazuya come in the game. A lot of people were mad because they was like man why we ain't trying to do these directional inputs and stuff like that man it's just let me do my right and left smash and all that other stuff you know so they were kind of like you know upset about it but you know i mean it's just kind of like one of them things to where like well i mean if it ain't you it ain't for you i guess it's kind of different than smash because uh you know i guess well, I ain't gonna say that both are competitive, but it seemed like people in like, you know, uh, Tekken and stuff like that, like what more so people would consider like more so like uh, competitive, you know, 2D games and stuff like that. They really kind of like are more vocal, but I mean, people in Smash might be more vocal. It's just that, you know, they kind of, it's kind of like separate, you know, with their communities. Like you kind of have to go into Smash Twitter it's not like they're into like you know really what people would consider fgc twitter so i'm pretty sure somebody in the comments or you know whatever whichever platform would probably come and tell me like well you know as a matter of fact you know you're wrong so you know it's whatever but um i'm, I'm with y'all i want to see it i mean i understand people's grievances you know hopefully they'll take that into account if they don't oh well it's akuma get over it um so you know i i still want to see it i, I want to see crossovers you know it, it was dope to see akuma coming to tech in and you know run up on hihachi and punch him in the throat you know it, it was just cool you know so i'm with it also so anybody else got anything to add i'll say that on the flip side uh when 3d characters are incorporated in 2d games like the main example is just street fighter cross tekken I think Capcom did actually a really good job of converting those characters into the 2D landscape. And I don't think any of them were 
broken because of 3D tools that they had. Um, I mean, I understand that it's a different, you know, different style, like in terms of like converting something that's like 2D to 3D and vice versa. But all the Tekken characters in Street Fighter Cross Tekken, they felt pretty faithful to their 3D iteration, of course, without like this abundance of moves. But for the most part, they had everything that they needed. And I think the Tekken characters were, I think in the beginning of the game, they weren't as strong. But as the game moved on, and I think after the 2013 patch, the Tekken characters and the Street Fighter characters were kind of balanced. I think they were they were definitely characters on both sides that were stronger than others. But I think for the most part, um, it wasn't just like, oh, Street Fighter characters in a Street Fighter game are way stronger than the Tekken characters that have been ported over. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, them, them, them Mishima's was knocking heads in that game. Yeah, I remember. Well, Mishima's a good in any game they're in. I mean, that's... <laughs> at, at, at the beginning, plus they had the wave dash, and that was really potent. And I remember, like, I think by the time the game ended, Harong was, like, really old. Him and... um. Oh, yeah, I remember him, yeah. I think Xiaoyu, I want to say. Well, Xiaoyu was good, yeah. I, I remember her being really good. I think Asuka was... People started using Asuka more, but I, I know I remember Harong being used quite often. Yeah. Harong, yeah, Harong, Kazuya, Jin, um, mainly Kazuya. Kazuya was really good. Heiachi was really good, too. Like, all the Mishimas in the game were good. Um, yeah, but, and then, of course, like, Chun-Li, she was, like, I think, undisputably, like, the best Street Fighter character, so. And Kami was really good. I think, for the most part, they kept a decent balance in terms of this many characters are good on the Street Fighter side and this many characters are good on the Tekken side. I'd have to go back and, like, look at, like, tournaments to see, like, which characters were used the most, but I think it was a decent balance between the two. If I had my way, I'd have a Killer Instinct versus Mortal Kombat Cross Street Fighter <laughs> featuring Tekken Family Edition. Hey man, all we need is for the last guest character to um in Smash to be a Killer Instinct character, and that can happen. <laughs> well, I guess not Mortal Kombat. You wouldn't have Mortal Kombat, yeah. That is so that that would be the only franchise missing. Man, at this point, I and I, I expect anything from Smash, man. I I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't be surprised if put John Wick in the game. <laughs> but I, I was gonna say, actually, thing about the three D fighters, the two D characters, the fact that they still had their meters actually was what I wasn't expecting. The fact that they Akuma still had focus. He had he had focus attacks. So I was like, it would be one thing. I think they put the wrong version of Akuma. That could have been where they messed up at. The fact that they put Street Fighter 4 Akuma, which made sense because it was the most recent. But the fact that they gave him Street Fighter 4 mechanics, you're going to give him the bars, EX moves, and focus attack? I think that's where they kind of messed up at because they, I thought it was, oh, we just going to put Akuma in the game. He's going to play by Tekken rules. He's like, no, I don't play by anyone's rules. First of all, I do what I want. So he's in here with EX moves, EX DP, EX fireball, demon flip, and focus attack. I really didn't think they were gonna let him rock with focus attack, so that's I was just like, oh, they they let him keep Street Fighter Four mechanics, okay? And he could FADC cancel, so that's really what I think made him insanely strong as he as he is is that the fact that they kept those mechanics from Street Fighter Four, which was already good in those games. And then you bring it bring it into a three D environment. It's a good point. Actually, if you go come in and be slapping Hihachi in the nose, bro. <laughs> I, th I think that's what happens when, when the developers are having the meetings about nerfing Akuma. He just shows up outside and turns his back to the window. They look out, hey, hey scratch that. Uh, we, we good. <laughs> no. 
have a, a quick question though like as far as they put kazi in smash do y'all feel like he was like the appropriate choice based off like popularity other people were saying like do you think they should have put hey hachi or jen in the game do you think kazi was the right choice just based off like popularity which one's the most popular I know they weren't going to put Heiachi in the game because, to my understanding, um, the voice actor, the Japanese voice actor for him, died. So yeah, I think Japan is pretty respectful about if an actor has died, they kind of retire the character that's kind of tied to them. Unless there's, I know in the case of like Bulma from Dragon Ball, they just got a different actress just because, I mean, it's Dragon Ball. It has to keep going. But with like Heiachi, I don't think he was going to be considered. Kazuya, I mean... Kazuya's the poster boy of Tekken. I mean, people like to say Jin is, but really it's Kazuya. He's been there from the beginning. He is, like, the main factor in most of the stories. He, he He's the, the appropriate character. I don't think they could have picked anyone else over him. Yeah, it, it just, like, it just made too much sense. And, I mean, he's he has he has the, the volcano trope. Like, I think Heiachi did it. I want to say he actually did it to Kazi. Yeah, he, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he 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 started it. They have a family tradition of just hey, when you come of age, I'm throwing you in this volcano. Um, well, that's that wasn't really why he did it, but yeah, I, I mean that was just too that was too much of a selling point for Nintendo to like drive. And we see what they did in the trailer. He was throwing everybody off into the volcano, so they was like, let's just do this now again, like. He's been there since Tekken 1. I don't think Heiachi was in Tekken 1, if I remember correctly. Um, we all remember that stupid little poorly made CG where he does a little dumb smile at the screen, a little stupid smile. <laughs> so I'm kind of surprised they didn't actually play off that in the trailer too. But yeah, I, I mean, he's been there for the longest. You know, he's Jen's father. And again, you know, some people that, that aren't, either aren't old enough, they don't remember. It's like, oh, well, I thought Jen's like, no, Jen is his son. So he's he's been here forever he's been around for a while he was the first devil um transformation taken too so you know jim Hachi is uh the like the grand the great grandfather right like yeah, is that hihachi's dad yeah you're uh, talking about jim pachi yeah yeah jim pa yeah he's the he's their great he yeah he's Heihachi's dad yeah 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 so jen's great grandfather yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that reminds me of that ending in Tekken uh, Tag Two, where I think they're like all strapped to a rocket, and somebody's. I think, I think it's Kazuya that's sending them off in the space. I think, or is it Jin? Yeah. I can't remember. One of them is send like has them all tied to a rocket. Jin Pachi, Heiachi, and I think Kazuya. I think it's Jin's ending. Yeah, I think and he Jin. like, yeah, he hits a button and they all just go off into space. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Bro, they need to go to counseling, man. Oh, they need way more than counseling at that point. <laughs> you try to launch somebody off into space. I mean, I, I don't know. You, I think you might be beyond redemption. Hey, family bonds ain't strong enough. That's what's the problem. Man. Yeah, hey, they need, they need Vin Diesel to come in and save <laughs> You know, his his just him with his family uh, quotables and a shotgun. He'll get it. He'll get it settled. So. But we can go on to our next topic. Uh, so our last topic for today, someone put up a video on Reddit where they showed like <laughs> they were making fun. The caption was like to be able to block different uh, moves. All you have to do is like just guess based off what the move block height looks like. So if it looks me, it block me. If it looks high, block high. But then he puts up a video where moves are really what they are they don't look like it at all so it could be a high that looks like a low mid that looks like a you know a high and all that other stuff 
So he was like, that's basically, you know, false information. So, uh, which raises the question, do you guys think that's the way it should be that whatever it looks like, that's how you should block it? Or, you know, it's fun for the game to where like it can be mixed up and stuff like that. It's just one of those things you just have to learn. So uh, start with you, Mr. Game and Lift. What do you think? I think it's just one of those things you have to learn. As long as it's not too outlandish and it's not overused, um, there's a lot of different examples. I mean, Guilty Gear has moves that, you know, look like a certain way, but they aren't. Um, that's just fighting games. You have to just learn that matchup. The, the main example I'm thinking about right now is Clark. Clark has a move in King of Fighters. I think he, like, gets a kick. He literally, like, kicks your ankle, but it's an overhead. I'm like... <laughs> the first time I was getting, I'm like... And my control is obviously broken because I'm getting opened up like a can of SpaghettiOs. Like, I'm blocking <laughs> my feet. He's literally kicking, diff like, at my feet. Not like, not like an, an, you know, like an axe kick. That makes sense. Like, it's an axe kick and it hits the ground and hits your toe. They, they, okay, that could be over here. No, he's literally, like, kicking, I think, at your, I got to go back and look at the animation. But it, it does not look like an overhead. It looks like a low 100% and it's overhead. I'm like... I don't know what okay so it's just you just have to know those things like and you're gonna get hit by it a lot like you know her um the move she uh was stroke the big tree she moves across the ground it's a low but it, it looks like it's just be a mid or something so you you first you're gonna block it like oh, that, oh what did I get hit? oh that's a low so you just have to know those things little bits of information um i mean and that's just fighting games a lot of things change if you a character moves two millimeters to the left, they duck, crouch, you know, their hurt box change, you know, their hurt box is, is more expanded if they're crouching. It's a lot of different things. So, you know, he showed the moves like the mids and stuff hitting. Some moves, just the animations are just like, I, I think it's probably on purpose because I think there's probably people in there that, that know fighting game, like not uh, mechanics. Like, we're going to throw them off with this one. This, this move, the animation looks like it's an overhead, but it's a low. So they just th throw things in there like, oh, this looks like they should hit mid, but it's actually a high. So I mean, that, you might have an animation to do literally hitting at the, the floor, but it's a high. It's like, man, so you mean tell me that that doesn't hit him? My, my arm is going right through him. It's just, it's just, it's just really goes come down to like the mechanics, the programming and stuff. And you just gotta learn that stuff. Sometimes moves do look weird. He's like, that should hit. You know, like get to get strive, false, five K. It just doesn't hit people for some reason. Just it's just like, well, I'm right here in front of you. Nope, not gonna hit you. But my foot went through your mouth. Your mouth. Nope, still not gonna hit you. It just is what it is. Sometimes you just have to learn it, adjust, go into training mode, and test. Oh wow, maybe it's not hitting because of a certain thing, you know. Um, but that's just that's just fighting games in a nutshell, man. You have to test those things and. And now that we have like the information for hit boxes and hurt boxes, you can kind of go get like more of a general idea of like, oh, well, I see why this movie wasn't hitting because this is not even expanded this far out. So that's my take on it. You just got to take it. You just got to take it, pull the punches, man, because you might, like I said, you might run into Clark where you hit your toes and you got to block over here. So just be ready, man. Like, like Devin just said, it, man, there's just some moves that can be confusing. Like, the move that comes to my mind is I think, was it Doomsday had a move in Injustice 1 where he like kicked the ground and it's like, it was, the thing was, it was so fast that you, and I think it was like a full screen low, wasn't it? Well, 
it was the overhead and the low almost hit the That's same That's what frame. it was. Yeah, it hit. It would hit overhead, then it would hit lower or vice versa, whatever. Man, that move. Oh, that move definitely got me so salty every time I uh, play against that character. But yeah, just stuff like that. You do have to eventually just go in the lab and um, just learn the matchup and just uh, get used to seeing that move, so you know how to block it. But it is interesting how blocking in 2D and blocking in 3D games, they're they're like vice versa each other. Like, they're totally opposite. Like, in 2D, you typically want to just crouch block just because you're more so you're more so going to get hit by lows and mid stuff than you are highs. It's like you're always, you just stand up if you see, like, an overhead coming or you think that it's going to come. But for the most part, you want to block low. Of course, it depends on the game. Like, if we're talking, like, a Marvel-esque game, then you're not safe at anything at that point. So... <laughs> But traditionally, like a Street Fighter game, you're going to want to block low just because you're going to get more lows coming at you than overheads. Whereas in 3D games, you typically want to block standing just because for the most part, you're going to get hit by highs and mids as opposed to getting hit by lows. Like lows, you want to just be on the lookout for those and lows don't really, of course, depending on the character, they don't lead to big damage in the same way that like highs and mids can. So in 3D games, you just want to block standing and in 2D games, you want to block you don't want to crouch block. But either way, I can understand the frustration of some moves. You look at them and it's like, why is this work this way? Like, why does like me doing this not register as an overhead? But then you have some move that like register as a low when he's doing like middle or something. It, it can be weird. Fighting games are weird. And sometimes it's just meant to throw you off intentionally. Like you see a move and it's like, oh, okay, I can block it this way. And then it turns out you have to block it another way. You sometimes it's just all about you having to learn instead of it just being just obvious on site. And so, yeah, that's that's just what the lab is for. You have to go in the lab and sometimes just learn how certain things work. It's not as obvious as it seems. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah, I feel like it's just one of those fighting game things you're going to have to learn. It's it's kind of like, for me, it's, it's almost the same thing as, like, you know, having to deal with the physics of different characters of different sizes, you know. Like, for example, uh, with uh, Kazuya, they just released in Smash. They made sure they showed you, like, his, his double eye beam hit some characters, but it won't hit others in some situations. Like, if somebody's playing with Kirby, Olimar, or something, and you shoot it, all they got to do is stand still. And, you know, you basically miss the move. But with other people, you know, like big characters like Donkey Kong and stuff, it's going to knock you out of here. Uh, other games and stuff like that, like, you know, when you in Street Fighter and stuff like that, you know, when you play bigger characters, there's some things you can get away with with doing in them that you couldn't get do with characters of standard sizes and stuff like that. So it's just something you have to learn and not, you know, kind of be like, man, it should work the same way with everybody. It's like it should, but it don't. So what are we going to do about it? You know, so... I feel, like learn today. <laughs> I feel like it's it's kind of like the same thing. It's it's just something that comes along with fighting games, man. It comes with the territory. It's something you just go have to learn. You know, it'd be like that sometime. So, you know, it's just some more for you if you really like the game. Go ahead and study. And if you're a casual, somebody can just go derp you out all the time because they know you don't know. So, it is what it is, bro. You know, so, um, but that that's all I have. Anybody else have anything they want to add? I just want to say, I think it would be a very interesting fighting game um, idea to create where all the animations, like, opposites. So, like, reuse, crouch, and sweep is an overhead. 
you know, we've been, we've been, we've been predicated and we've been just, you know, seen for years, just tradition. Oh, that's a sweet block low. And you just block low, like, oh, let me hold it a little harder. Still got hit. Let's know it's over here. A jump in is a low, you know, like reuse solar plexus across a little move where you like lunges forward. That's a cross up. So that would, I, I, I would really like to see somebody do that. Um, cause that would like be the craziest fighting game ever. Like you've been conditioning, you have to literally undo everything that you learned for fighting games. Like, you know, like maybe your throws, you have to, you have to take throws crouching so you can't stand up and take a throw. You got to crouch and I don't just something to throw it off, you know, um, Bro, that would be and too crazy. Like cross ups. I would never game. play this game. <laughs> cross ups. I would in that never game play would, like, this game. Drive you crazy. Like if somebody jumped in the air and was coming in with a Tatsumaki, you wouldn't know what to do. Like is he gonna hit front high, front mid? Is he gonna cross up? Like it's it's just too like no. Like and everything's Devin, obviously your brain gonna explode. Devin wants us to play the um, uh, what item is it in Mario Kart that uh randomizes? What is it? Is it Mario Kart or some game where it's like you pick up an item it like randomizes your inputs? Uh, dang, I can't you think mean, of it. You mean playing against um? It's a character that does. I think uh, I know what you're talking about. Jason. Yeah, but I want to say it's Mario Party. I think that happens in Mario Party. Yeah, well, whatever game it is, yeah, where it pretty much like you pick up an item or something where like it reverses your inputs and. And that that's pretty much what you want to play, Devin, is reverse the input. Well, it's it, 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 deeper than that. Like, if you do a cross-up medium kick, it actually, you're on the back side of them, but you hit them in the front. So they have to, they have to block, like, you would technically have to block the cross-up twice, I guess, because you visually, like, oh, I'm going to block, oh, no, I, I can't block that way. Just, I mean, you know, that, that would, it would be interesting to see people play this, because it's like, I, what is happening? Like, people I don't think like, I, I wouldn't be able to play that. I could I couldn't even think I can't even think what you just said didn't make sense to me. So I, I'm already mixed up. That would be like the fighting game fall guys. Like it'd be lit for like six months just to see a whole bunch of rage quits and getting mad at the game and stuff like that. But after that, people would be like, all right, that's enough salt. Too many doctor visits. I just think that would be interesting to see people just like, wow, okay, all right, well, how, how we do this. You know, like you throw a fireball in the front, but it, it hits you. It, it, it It's coming at you. The animation is coming to the front, but it hits you from the back. Like it crosses you up. So you have to. Mirror, mirror Fighter 5. Yeah, just. Devin, you, would get, you would hate your own idea. You, you would hate your own creation. <laughs> oh, no, I think I would. <laughs> like you would just, like you just round one fight. Gal throw a sunny boom. All right, it's coming at me. It's coming. I'm block. Wait, I got hit. It's because it hits you. It it came at you with the front, but it it hit boxing hits you from the other side. So it's just like you know. So if guy activates his V trigger and he does this thing where he's throwing all the sonic booms in the front, but jumping and throwing sonic booms, like what are you supposed to do? Like what happens? Well, I think the air sonic booms. I think you can block those crouching as well. I think I'm not sure now because I I don't hadn't played a lot of guy with that V trigger, but I think you can block those crouching. But like guy, you know, guy does the run. He has the run cancels. His slide is a low, but his slide will be an overhead, and the overhead kick will be a low. So how would grapplers you know, he, work then in this game? I, I think they could work the same, I guess. Yeah, I think that they could work the same. Any time you don't get, anytime you don't grab, you get grabbed. 
Well, hopefully if it's reversed every time a grappler do something, they would take off half the damage they're supposed to. Hopefully, hopefully that would be the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I just I would like to see that happen, man. Cause, and when you when you just mentioned about big characters, you know things can be done to them. My brother coined the term called combo pillows. Is what he calls big characters. So like Zangief, Hulk, you know, there's just so much real estate for characters to just go in on and do stuff that can't be done to smaller characters like instant overhead. You like Potemkin, you know, say, hey, hey, buddy, I know you got all that damage, but you, you real big body. I'm going to do a lot of mix-ups on you, buddy. Come here. So, but yeah, I, man, so, hey, somebody help me with this idea, man. It's reverse Fighter Five, man. Let's, let's make this happen. Low sweep animations as an overhead. I want this. They go for me, it'll be like $5, and that's going to be from you. And then you go do a charge back, they just go get a four for four, because you go realize that's a better idea. <clears throat> I'm with it, man. <laughs> but that's all the topics that we have for this week, guys. Um, we're so glad for those of, uh, those of you who have made it this far. Uh, we appreciate that you like hearing our voices uh, for this long, so... You know, uh, so as always, at this point, we'd like to do our final takeaways and stuff like that, what we want to leave the people with. So starting with you, Mr. Gaming Lift, what do you want to leave the people with? Um, Family. It's it's the strongest thing that you can ever come across. Remember the words of Don. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever forget it because you're short with a shotgun. I'm just trying to keep you all safe. But uh, for real, I'm, I'm glad to be back for another episode. Um. I want to say a shout out to uh, everybody that's been subscribing because the YouTube is kind of, it's, it's like this past week, it was like a pretty good chunk of subscribers. So I just want to say I appreciate everybody that's coming to the channels, watching the videos, everybody that's, you know, tweeting and retweeting the uh, videos and everything, listen to the podcast. Again, special shout out to the boy Big Silf because he's been supporting like crazy. And again, I think I've said before, people like that are really integral to, you know, vision is coming to light. If you can just have one or two people that really see what your vision is, it's like that means a lot. So I want to say shout out to him again. He always sending topics, you know, he's always giving us something to put on the show for the most part. So people like that really appreciate it. You can't you can't take that for granted. So just want to say shout out to everybody that's supporting TVFDC. And I'm adding on to my boy, the Hitman, the one and only Mr. Terrence Flowers. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, just just happy to. Hop on another episode. You know, it's always fun to talk about this sort of stuff. And one thing I will say is that you all um, bring up topics in regards to fighting games that I hadn't even, I, I would never would have just thought of on my own. Like every time I see a new video, it's like, huh, how should, how would I reply to that? It's like, what character archetype would I get rid of? Like, how is it like blocking versus blocking uh in 2d games versus blocking 3d games so it's just good to see the variety of topics that you all approach and so just appreciate everyone that's been listening to the show you know watching the youtube videos following you know tvfgc on social media it's it's great it's great to see that things are getting better and that more and more people are starting to pay attention so just keep showing your support we really appreciate it and yeah thank you all you know one thing i thought about um was that how much of you know of a great thing it can be that you get a lot of content in first before people actually start to like really catch up on you because uh one of the things that i really enjoy is when i find like a youtube channel that i really like 
but I kind of get up on them late. So I got like a hundred videos I can go through to go and watch mm. and like really like, you know, digest this person's content. So I think that's really going to be a great thing for us that, you know, we're going to have so many like topics and things that people really never thought about that when they find us and they like us, it's just going to be like the watch hours is just going to kind of like go through the roof because people are just going to kind of be going through the back catalog of like, ooh, that's a nice topic. That's a nice topic. That's a nice topic. So it's kind of like a great thing that we're getting like so much content out before like we really get to that point to where it's like, oh, well, you know, uh, I'm waiting on them to release the next thing because I'm kind of here like when they only got two videos out. You know, I guess that's kind of like that thing when you have those pages that like they kind of blow up off their first video. So you got so much pressure on you like <laughs> for the next like the next one that comes out, the next one co that comes out and stuff like that. So I'm really glad like we've invested so much into this content to have like a foundation already set so that when people go back and they finally see us and they go back to the content, it's like so much there already uh, for people to enjoy. So you know i think it's i mean it's like good and bad things when you think of certain stuff but i like to focus on the positive you know so you kind of a lot of times you can kind of like look at other folks stuff and be like man why aren't we doing you know so and so but you know everybody has a different journey and a different process and stuff like that so yeah. i just appreciate y'all for you know uh coming on and like helping support and stuff like that in these small beginning stages because those are the most crucial you know so it's great to be doing it with your friends, your homies, and stuff like that. People you met uh, earlier stages of life, you know, not have to be that person that's rushing to, like, find somebody on the street. Like, hey, you, you know about fighting games? Like, I know Street Fighter. Cool, come on. Like, that, that's enough. You know, so <laughs> I just really appreciate y'all because, you know, input-output, it's a, it's a group thing, you know. I mean, it, it'd suck if it was just me you know in four different outfits in the four different blocks and just acting like i'm a uh, different people giving different topics so but uh i guess that's the end of that long rant just to say i appreciate y'all so <laughs> but thousand uh, k subs by the end of this year so what thousand k subs by the end of, well thousand k a thousand <laughs> subs by the end of this year <laughs> Yeah, we can do it. Just push the content out. And the crazy thing about it is, it be the things that catch on don't even be like your recent stuff. It be like stuff you did a while ago. Like one thing that blew up was when we did the topic of like should there be like a Naruto uh, fighting game made by Bandai Namco? Like that blew up, like just out of nowhere. So it be like the stuff you already invest into that like catch on, because you never know what will like become like trending again, and you already got a video out on it. So but um but that's it guys you know thank y'all for like uh listening to this next this episode if you watched uh the ones on youtube we thank you for the double support uh and we'll see you next time on input output peace out y'all